good evening. David, thank you very much for reading. Uh, this was the fastest reading I've heard in a while. Thank you. It would take me much longer. Uh, good evening, youth. It's good to be here. It's a blessing to uh, be able to come to the house of the Lord and to hear such testimonies. I'm so glad to hear that our youth uh, had such an amazing camp where people were edified, people were blessed. You know, we host the kind of camps that people travel from um, out of state to be here. Thank you, Marina, for uh, coming out. Um, but isn't that a blessing to be part of this kind of community? Can I hear an amen? Amen. A lot of things, exciting things are coming, um, are, are being, um, are happening uh, during this time because you guys uh, live in a historical time where the long-awaited youth center is actually being built as we speak. And that's amazing. That's exciting. That's something I've been, we've been dreaming about when we were gathering in the pink house that does, uh, does not exist anymore. But you guys are actually going to see it with your own eyes and you know, benefit from it. So praise God. Praise God. That's amazing. You know, I, um, Andre mentioned, um, I don't see him here, but he said that, you know, Dennis understands this youth um, as nobody else or something like that, as, uh, understands this youth well. You know, I was born in the year when uh, the Windows, the first Windows was released. Um, I'm not going to tell you the year, you can find that out later, but um, it's ancient, you know. Windows has been around for a while. And um, I understand that I don't understand this generation as well as, um, as you guys, you know, as living in this generation. Um, I claim that I understand this generation. But I know one thing. Uh, I know that um, there is um, this, which is the Word of God, been around for generations after generations after generations. <clears throat> and this book talks about God that's been around forever. He was always there and he will be always there. He doesn't change. So he understands you much better than I, I understand you. <laughs> the word of God is true in every generation. You know, sometimes we mistakenly think that people are smarter nowadays than the people of the previous generation. And that's not true. According to evolution, that is true. People were living in the caves and they're now smarter. According to the Bible, people were smart and they're getting dumber. That's just the way things work according to the scripture. God created Adam, who was a perfect human being. And after the fall, the sin has caused us to degrade with every generation. That's just a fact. So depending who you listen to, that's where you will get your clues and understanding. Um, but I know that this word is true and unchanging because it speaks of the truths that God has spoken. So thank you, brothers, for sharing about wisdom. Because wisdom is important. I don't think this generation needs wisdom more than the previous generation. I think every generation needs wisdom just as much 
as um, any other generation, any other youth. So um, don't take it offensively if somebody says that, you know, this youth needs, needs more wisdom. We all need wisdom. We all need more uh, understanding. And um, so that's actually a compliment, you know. Because you're going to learn, right? You're going to learn and <laughs> be wise in your life. Today I'm going to be talking about accomplishments. Um, in the time that I have, uh, we'll try to, to look at two people. David already read about uh, those people. Those two people were very accomplished in their time. You know, an accomplishment is something that is... Uh, we can um, identify or where we can describe it as something that is uh, something that is successful or that is achieved after a lot of work or effort, and we um, regard some people as accomplished people you know in our time and day we depending on which area of life we look um, we say that this person is accomplished today. For example, uh, recently a Norwegian mountaineer, a woman, climbed the K2 mountain, which is the second tallest mountain in the world. Um, actually, the climber became one of the two fastest climbers in the world, along with her guide, uh, a Sherpa, to ascend all 14 of the world's 8,000-meter mountains in three months in just one day. To break it down, Mount Rainier is how tall? 14,000 feet, plus or minus. That's 4,000 meters. So we're talking about 8,000 and higher. So the mountains, there's 14 of those mountains in the world that are 26,000 feet. So this woman with her guide and the team of other guides, climbed all 14 of those mountains in just three months. The previous record was six months. It took a guy six months to climb all 14 mountains, come up and down, go to the next one, up and down, up and down. So I can tell you that, that uh, any one of you climbed Mount Rainier, summit Mount Rainier? So I see some hands. So you were on top, on the summit? No, okay. So some people attempted, right? So, so you know, if, you, if you're into hiking, you know how challenging it can be depending on the terrain and uh, whatnot. Um, but the story, you know, it's very much an accomplished person. The story would, you know, get its share of uh, attention and probably people would forget. But uh, this woman is under heat because of an, what happened on K2 mountain. What happened on the most challenging mountain is considered to be more challenging than uh, Everest uh, and the second tallest in the world. So when they were climbing this last mountain, there was a person who fell down, one of the guides, um, and uh, injured himself. And so the accusation against this woman, particularly, and her team is that they stepped over this dying person and kept walking to the top. And um, 
That person eventually died without getting appropriate help. Um, she tried to defend herself. Long story short, very accomplished person. Um, and um, that accomplishment came at a price, at a very high price. I don't know if that woman is going to regret her choice or not, um, but that's up to the history. When we accomplish something or when we think about accomplishment, we all are in need, actually, of um, you know, setting goals and achieving them. In my life, um, um, I've set goals in my life and I've achieved them only to realize that um, when I achieve them, they're not as satisfactory as I thought. I really wanted to become um, <clears throat> good at photography. My dad was a photographer, and um, I saw a work of one very you know, popular photographer, and uh, I saw his work, his, his products and, and whatnot, and I set a goal. Like, I want to make exactly the same product as he did. And so, three, four years down the road, I was holding the same kind of product that he put out in my hands um, just before I was about to deliver it to, to the clients. And I said, is this it? So I reached my goal. I came to the point when I achieved what I wanted to achieve, but it feels shallow. It doesn't give me what I thought it would give me. So at that point, I realized that my goal was this high, you know? I didn't have a big picture. I didn't have a vision. What am I going to do after that? Where is it going to bring me to? What am I going to do with my accomplishment? And you know, as I said, that setting goals and achieving them is an important aspect of personal and professional growth. However, sometimes individuals, we may as individuals reach our goals and realize there's no deeper meaning or purpose behind my achievement. And this can lead to emptiness and lack of fulfillment. You know, a lack of proper purpose leads to a life that is spent chasing vain things like material possessions, uh, pleasures, comfort, and fame. When we set or don't set the goals properly, when we don't have the proper achievements or we don't look at life properly. Mark Twain, a famous writer, wrote this, and he said that the two most important days in your life are the day when you are born and the day when you find out why. I thought that was a good way to put it. So what does the Bible say about this? <clears throat> we just read uh, a passage that talks about two people. And those two people made some choices, and they were very much accomplished in their life. First of all, Saul was the very first king of Israel. There was a lot of expectations from him, okay? He was the very first person that ruled Israel in a way that no one 
who ruled before. He was the tallest person. He was the most handsome. And he was uh, impressive by the way he looked. He was called by God to be a king, first of all. But he did not know God personally. He didn't have personal relationship with God. Acted out, when he acted out, a lot of times he acted out out of fear and not faith. Although he won many battles um, over the enemies. He was preoccupied, too preoccupied with people's opinions more than God's opinion. He did not trust God fully and he was willing to step over people to get to his goal. So that's in a nutshell um, what we see, where we see Saul at a point when David fights the giant. David, on the other hand, was a nobody. He was literally a nobody. He was a shepherd boy. Since he was handsome, he was cute, if you will. Uh, he was short, probably not too tall. And he comes out to bring food to his three older brothers that were at the battlefield, geared up for battle, ready to go. They were lined up in the battle array um, against the enemy. And David lives, uh, puts the, the stuff that he brought from his father um, in the back and he runs forward uh, to his brothers to talk to them. And he hears this person that came out that he is um, not speaking very kindly about Israelites and about their God. He was mocking for, for a fact Israelites and the God of Israel for how many days? 40 days. For 40 days he was coming out in the morning and in the evening doing the same thing. There was not a single person who would be brave enough to come out. And no questions, no offense, but this person was a giant. He was enormous. He was a monster. He was nine feet tall. I'm six feet. Um, you know, add three on top, and he was, I don't know how many pounds he weighed, but his, um, his uh, robe uh, made out of bronze weighed 55 kilograms or 120 pounds alone. You know, this guy was huge and to no surprise that nobody wanted to confront him. David, on the other hand, when he hears this person mocking the God of Israel and Israelites, he says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who talks about God's people in that way? And he says, what, is, what am I going to receive for killing this guy? This is what he tells the people around him. And they tell him, you know, uh, oh, the king promised, you know, uh, a fortune, a wealth, uh, his daughter, and, and a lot of other things. And he said, oh, really, is that true? He talks to another person, and a third person, and a fifth person, to spread the word that he's willing to fight this Goliath. 
And his brother sees that and he, he says, hey, what are you doing? I know your evil heart. You came here to see the battle. Go back to your sheep. He says that in front of all these people, in front of all these warriors. Do you think that was offensive? It's pretty offensive. <laughs> but he turns around and he says, you know, I haven't done anything wrong to you, and whatever you say is just words. He turns around and he continues to ask people and to talk to people. So Saul hears about this guy that is um, willing to fight the Goliath. He calls him in, and uh, we know the rest of the story. So David, David was... an accomplished young man. He was a nobody, and he became everybody's favorite. All the women came out, out of the cities, and they were shouting that Saul had killed thousands, and David, tens of thousands. Although David didn't kill tens of thousands, he just killed one person. But he became instantly people's favorite overnight. David didn't do anything to become popular. None of his intentions were in that way. All he wanted to do is to stand up for God and to protect the dignity um, and the name of Israel. He made, the reason that David was successful, more successful than Saul, because he made God his priority. His days, his mornings, his evenings were spent in the presence of God. He refused to listen to people who acted out of fear and pride. He fully trusted God that he will deliver him just like many times before. Doesn't matter if it was a lion before him or a bear or a giant. He knew that God is faithful and he will protect him. He knew that his cause is right. He knew that he was doing the right thing. So he had no questions whether he should go and fight or not. David acknowledged God before believers and non-believers. In fact, he said that the Lord saves not with sword and, uh, and spare, for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hand. He shouted that in front of the Philistines and in front of the Israelites who believed in God and Philistines who were pagans and did not believe in God. So he acknowledged God before believers and non-believers. But in most, and one of the important aspects of David's character was that he loved people. He cherished the life of people. And God loved that about David. <clears throat> Acts 13.22 Acts 13.22 says this. After removing Saul, he made David their king. This is Paul describing the life of Saul and David. After removing Saul, he made David their king. God testified concerning him. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. 
So David was the kind of person that fulfilled God's desires. He accomplished the things that God wanted him to accomplish because we're going to talk about why. And the question is, the bigger question is, we all strive and we all set goals and we all accomplish things in our life. And that's normal. Some of us fail or struggle with setting goals and accomplishing them. Some of us are eager to accomplish things without even giving much attention or, or, or reason to why do we set those goals and why do we accomplish them in the first place? So the question to ask, why are you and I doing what we're doing? Why are you doing what you're doing right now? Going to college? Um, you know, working hard for the degree, working hard to get, I don't know, that car, that position, that job, that promotion. Why are you doing what you're doing? What's the purpose, true purpose, down in my heart? Why do I want to be successful in my business or other things? Why do I want that house? Some deeper questions to ask. When I get there, will that be ultimately what I need? And how that what I get is going to glorify God and serve people around me. Skills, jobs, and education are essential in our life to provide for our needs and the needs of our families. But again, the question remains is that why are we doing it? First Timothy, uh, second Timothy, I'm sorry, second Timothy, um, this is going to be the last passage we read today. Uh, second Timothy chapter 1, verse 9 says this. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. Other translation says, not because of our accomplishments, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. So three things. God has provided, provided a way to save you and I from a very dark place, from a very dark room. Because none of us could get out into the sunlight, into his beautiful light, without his guidance. So your salvation and my salvation totally dependent on God. God is highly interested in relationship with you and me. And he called you. The second thing is that first thing, he saved you. Secondly, he called you into his purpose. Just like he called Saul and just like he called David, he also is calling you today into his purpose. You know, Saul and David, they had the same start. They started well. Although one of them did not finish 
as well as the other one did. So God has called you into his purposes just like he called me. He is calling you today to fulfill his purposes. He gave you grace and he gives you grace daily. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. So God has, God's purpose for your life has been always the same. He is highly interested in your success, in your accomplishment. You know, Bible has a lot of stories of accomplishment. We have people that have been very influential in the government like Daniel. And we have people like David who was a shepherd who became the king, one of the most powerful kings of Israel. Um, but it also has sad stories like Solomon's story. I'm sorry, like Samson's story that we heard about today. Uh, where he made poor choices. He accomplished things, right? He made some accomplishments. He killed some people. He, you know, got some beautiful woman in his life. And so what? Did that bring him satisfaction? Did he fulfill God's purposes for his life? I would argue that if he would follow God's purposes, if he would do his will, he would kill tens of thousands of Philistines, just like David did and just like other people did and freed, just like Gideon did. Um, so God is there with us. First of all, he saved us, and then he called us, every one of you, he blessed with a gift. He blessed with things that we can use to glorify his name. So what should we do about it? How should we become successful and accomplished in our life? I think we need to follow David's example. We need to make God our priority in our life. Daily. Make God a priority. You know, we, for our accomplishments, do a lot of things. You know, I like riding, cycling, riding my bike. And for that, I would get up early in the morning before everyone else to get on that bike and to ride and to sweat and to get that workout in on that day because I think it's important for me. Or, you know, I see the value in it. But on the other days, it's really hard for me to get up and stand on my knees and see God and spend time in the scripture. And I ask myself, why is that? Why am I so readily jumping out of my bed to ride on my bike or to do whatever you're doing, uh, to go to the fishing trip or to you know, travel to that vacation spot, whatever it is, to go to the hike. And why is it so hard for me to get up the next morning and spend time with God? And I find that when I spend more time with God, when my relationship with God takes the first, the most important place in my life, 
it's a lot easier for me to get up in the morning and to spend that time with, with him. Make God, make God a priority. That's what David did. David, the place, it was a place of comfort for him. Whenever he did not accomplish things, and we all will not always accomplish things that we, or the goals that we set, he ran back to God in the times when he failed and in the times when he won. And that's my challenge for you today, to run to God every time that there is an accomplishment. Celebrate it with him. Glorify him. Because it is his accomplishment, ultimately. Our accomplishments are his accomplishments. And if you fail at setting goals and accomplishing things, cry out to the Lord. Go to that place of comfort with him because he ultimately is the one who can give us, refresh us and give us new vision and new strength to go on. Saul or David refused to listen to voices that influence um, Let's choose as David to uh, refuse to listen to the voices that influence us in the way of the culture and not in God's way. So first of all, we have to ask ourselves, who told me that I have to be, you know, a very successful businessman or a doctor? I don't know what your achievements are. Who told you that you have to be who you want to be? Ask yourself. Was this God's desire in my heart? Or was this some kind of influencer that influenced my life in a way that I'm putting in all my time, all my energy into something that possibly does not worth that much? So he fooled, he made God his priority. He refused to listen to the voices that influenced him away from God. He fully trusted God that no matter what, even if he failed, God is going to be there still. And that's something that you and I need to learn. That God is not going to easily dump us if we fail. That's a wrong understanding of who God is. God does not take relationships lightly. If he did not dump Israel when they failed to obey him, and they went on and on to idolatry and to adultery with other gods. And he said, I'm still going to be faithful in my promise. Why do I think that God is going to lightly let me go when I fail before him? I think that's a lie that we accepted that is not biblical. David fully trusted God. Be rooted in the scripture so you know what to do and when to do it. Only the scripture can answer the questions of today's world and how to practically act and practically make decisions. Acknowledge God before other people in all your achievements. Don't be afraid to quote scripture. One of the things that I regret is when I was afraid to quote scripture. People ask me, why do you do this in this particular way? 
And the only thing I regret is quoting the scripture and saying, because the word of God says this. And I would find smart ways to explain things and get people confused. But if you go to the scripture, there will never be a confusion. People will know. You put your faith and trust in God. Love people and place them before your goals and achievements because that's where God's heart is. He sent his only beloved son to save you and me and to save my neighbor as well, no matter how sinful they are. So we need to do the same and be the love in the light of Christ today. So five things, make God your priority, refuse to listen to voices that are influence, influence us in a wrong way. Fully trust God, be rooted in the scripture, acknowledge God before people, and love people around you. Brothers and sisters, I would like to pray with you today. And um, if you remember one thing, from today's passage or reading, uh, remember that God is on your side. If you have committed your life to God, He is always on your side and He will help you through anything and everything you go, even when we make poor choices. He's there to help us and sustain us. So let's run to Him. Let's run to Him when we're happy, joyful, and when we're sad. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Let's stand up and pray.